You know what? You are the only person you are guaranteed to spend the rest of your life with. So, we want you to feel at home with yourself. To have an understanding of what being human truly means. And to be a witness to the things that are happening within you. We're here for the good. The bad. And the downright ugly. <laughs> so, come on this journey. And be messy with us. You are listening to The Real Meaning of Humanity with Alexis. That's my name. And you're Krista. Yeah, that's me. How are you feeling? I just feel like my life is freaking busy. I know. Like, I just feel like there's not enough hours in the day. And I know that's probably like, okay, Alexis, you're not balancing out your life correctly. But like, no, seriously, like, I feel like there are not enough hours in the day. I am so busy. Yeah. And, like, I'm trying to balance everything out, which, like, a year ago, I wanted my life to be busy. And Mm -hmm. obviously it wasn't at the time because of where I was at. But now, like, my life is so busy to where I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I just want a still moment. Yeah. Like, I just want kind of, like, a moment for myself, which Mm -hmm. I do get that in spurts. But, like, oh, man. Yeah. It's just crazy busy. I mean, it's good because my, my my life is moving and a lot of the big things are happening. Yeah. But it's, yep, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy woman. You're like, I just, I just don't know when I can have some downtime. Yeah. I get it. If I could have like a whole weekend to myself, that would be great. Yeah. But I'm not getting that. <laughs> but that's just not realistic. Because right there's like I have so much to do. Yeah, it's a little out of time. Yeah, but it's good because this is gonna exactly. It's gonna get me to where I'm at. Yeah, and you know, it's or not what forever. I where I want to be. Yeah, yeah. It's literally just like this is it for now. I just gotta keep going, and then eventually mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I know. How are you feeling? I feel good. I just feel like I think I feel good because I know that this is my last week. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I see, like, that light at the end of the tunnel, but then I also know that there's so much to do between now and then. So then it is it is kind of overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, I know that I'm doing a lot in June, like, going on a bunch of, like, trip-type things. Yeah, we're going to be busy in June. And you would think mm-hmm. that one would be excited, and don't get me wrong, like, I am excited, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot that's already planned and set in stone, and I, like have to, like, commit to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like... Because in between every little thing that I'm doing, it's like, it's not a full week. It's like four days, three days, three days, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a long time to be traveling and up and moving and going. So, like, I'm excited, but then I'm still, like, overwhelmed. Yeah, I feel like this summer is going to be way busier yeah. than the past couple of summers that yeah. we've had. Oh, my God. Last summer was just so, like, slow and, like, we had nothing to do, uh-huh. <laughs> which was nice. I sort know. of. Yeah, just because <laughs> of, of where we were at. Oh, my yeah. God. It's what we needed in the moment. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But now, like, life's moving. Life's moving. It's, it's like, gone. hey, mm-hmm. you prayed for this. You wanted this. And here you go, Where honey. you want to go, you need to do the spot now. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first I just want to breathe. Let's just breathe. Be here in the moment. Yes, get connected. 
clear our minds. That's what I'm clear, doing. Clear our hearts. Oh, shit. Clear our stress. There's no stress in Over here. Over here. There's no stress in the closet. <laughs> I'm literally like <laughs> picking off where I hold my stress. Right? There's no stress There's no up stress in this up podcast. In this closet. We're here to get connected. Connected. To relax. Relax. <laughs> man's Black and white. Black and white episode. Has anyone does anyone have their goggles on to where you can see? <laughs> I wish we were in this closet right now, because when she said that, both of her, like, uh, hands went into little fists, and she put them over our eyes. Does anyone have their black and white sunglasses on? Are you seeing the world on black and white? Because <laughs> if so, your eyesight is fucked. <laughs> Just kidding. She's not kidding. I'm not. <laughs> but that was good. Yeah. <laughs> We see the world, or people see the world, in black and white. Yeah. There's no gray areas. There's mm-hmm. right, and then there's wrong. There's your perspective, and nobody else's. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and your perspective is the right one. <laughs> in your eyes. In your eyes. <laughs> and everybody else is wrong. Yeah, hence black and white. Black and white. So, yeah, I know that I used to be that person, so no shame, no judgment here, and it's a free space, but... I just want to tell you, you're the one who's wrong. Right. <laughs> but go ahead. Oh. Chris wants to say something. So, I mean, if you see in either black or, like, either it's black or white, mm-hmm. then you may think that you are either always right yeah. or you're the world's biggest failure. Like, it's, like, two extremes in Ooh, both sides. Yeah, like a pendulum swing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So if, if you don't have, like, a gray area tone and you don't believe in a gray area, then your life is probably filled with really high highs and really low lows. Ooh. So we're just, like, going to talk about my life then? Because that's... (laughs) (laughs) You just described how I felt. Like, that's been me for, like, ever. (laughs) Right? So, yeah, that's just basically what we'll be talking about. I know, like, for me, especially high school Alexis and junior high Alexis, when... You know, I had given my life to Christ, and I was just this, you know, pure, innocent, Christian little girl and who thought she knew everything, and <clears throat> I love her. I love that Alexis. There's so much grace, so much forgiveness for her. Yeah. But um, she was dead wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I, like, there was so much judgment in my heart. There was so much, like, towards myself and others, people's, because... Right. Of course, I was judging myself so harshly, so that means I would be judging people harshly. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> there was so much, like, like shame as well. You know, so much shame on me or so much pressure to be this perfect Christian, you know, because um, my label in high school and growing up was, you know, the Jesus freak who thought she knew everything. And, yeah, so... That was, there There was a lot that went into that, and I remember I would just judge people so, so harshly, and I would be telling them things about, like, anything, like theology or, or any views on life, and I would think that my version of life was right, and everybody else's version was wrong, Yeah. and that that's not right, it's either, like, in other words, like, I know this isn't, isn't just everybody, I'm just explaining from my experience, like, I would be judging people based off of their relationship with Jesus, if they had one or not, just right. because they, they lived 
the way they lived their life. But I'm like, if I were to look at myself now, I know some people look at me now in present like, oh no, she, how could she be so close? You know, just because of this podcast or some things that we say on here. Yeah. But the fact that I don't live my life in so much shame or judgment or even see the world in black and white because there's so much grace and there's so much compassion and love in the midst of that. Like, I feel more closer to God and more connected to myself because of that. Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? No, that makes sense. Like, I feel like people, and, and I can say this because we've both been there before, like, if you think in black and white, it's kind of like my way or the highway. Like, it's that kind of thinking. Like, like you were saying, like, in high school, you would judge people, all this stuff, and it was like, because you genuinely in your heart thought that what you were doing was right. And so you were like, oh, so that means if you're not doing what I'm doing or if you're not doing what I believe is right, you're wrong. Yeah. Which... I feel like that thinking has no grace at all. It has no compassion. It has no understanding. No, understanding. no, it's just judgment, like you said. And so being able to incorporate that gray area and realizing like, okay, like my experience isn't the right experience or what I believe is not the right thing. I can have empathy towards other people who maybe think about things differently than I do or do things differently than I do. And I don't see them and look at them as like, oh, you're wrong. It's just, okay, well, there's a gray area because what you perceive and what I perceive is different. And that's okay. Yeah. And well, when you think about it, like, oh my God, like there's so many stories in the Bible that God didn't think of the world as black and white. Yes. Are there guidelines? Are there commandments? Yes, there is. I'm not saying if people like try to fight me on that, like you're not wrong. There are commandments. God did have boundaries. He did have, he did place laws set. And I know that the world and humans, you know, define that as laws. They give that word or that meaning a word. So they say laws, but like the way I have viewed the Bible and my relationship with God and everything, I think it was like boundaries for us to protect our heart. Yeah. Because like who would want to lie? It's destroying a part of your soul, a part of who you are, who you were created for to lie. Yeah. Who would want to cheat? Because in you cheating, you're actually destroying yourself more than you're destroying your partner. Yeah. Even though it's destroying your partner, don't get me wrong, but you're destroying your soul more. Yeah. Who would want to murder? You know, like it's all the it's all those things. Mm-hmm. And um I think I think God does not look at the world in black and white. He looks at it in so many gray areas because you think of the worst types of people or people who are in a bad spot in their life right now. He's looking at them for he's looking at them with their past in mind, with their present in mind and with their future in mind, but also with their heart in mind of who he wants them to be, who he who they were meant to be. Yeah. And he, he sees all that and he puts that all into play. Like he, he looks at it from just a bird's eye view, like a way bird's eye view. Right. So like he, he sees things that you don't see in the natural Mm -hmm. and he sees that. And there's so much grace in that because not us as humans can see that. Exactly. I mean, just like with us as examples, it's like God already knew these two women who were going to come into play later. But back then, we didn't know that. You know what I mean? So God already knows, like, your heart. He knows, like, what you are, you know, 
suffering with. Yes. What you're dealing with, where that pain is actually treated root truly rooted from and you see all these documentaries and like really fucked up documentaries and like I'll be honest like I used to watch like I my guilty pleasure was like um psycho yeah shows like like um serial killers and psychos like documentaries like I used to love to like understand the mind of how the fuck did you get to this point yeah well i think that's what it is is it's like this person thinks so differently than i do like i don't understand that thinking so like watching those were kind of like you trying to understand okay well how did you get this way like something had to have happened in order for you to right because you don't you're not born a murderer no you don't come out the womb with a motherfucking knife like yeah. yeah, like, you're not born, like, a cheater, or you're not born, like, just this awful human being. Like, yeah. someone created that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, like, a, like, things that different psychologists believe in. If you're, if humans are innately good, or if they're bad, and what causes them to turn bad? Is it their experience? Is it nature? Or is it nurture? So that's, like, a common yeah, thing. Yeah, like, I really don't believe that babies, like, I know, oh, my God, I used to always hate this. But, like, when we were um, in church or whatever, I think one time, maybe this is how I was interpreting it. So this may be wrong. But this is how I translated when I was, like, in church, when I was learning about everything. I I believe they said that when you're born, like, your baby, like, your your sin, like, your – do you know what I'm saying? They say saying, like, you're bad. Yeah, you're bad, and you have to be baptized to not – to not be bad anymore. Like, that's some beliefs that, mm-hmm. like, religions have. But in my experience of holding a baby, oh, my God. I don't know if anybody else has felt this, but whenever you hold a baby, like, I just cry because of how pure yeah. and how good mm-hmm. they they are. Like, how they're so innocent. They don't know the world's struggles yet. They don't know what true pain is like. All they know is that someone brought them into the world and that they're going to be taken care of. Right. At least they should. Mm-hmm. They they feel that way in that moment. And so they're literally the most purest thing you can ever hold in your hand. And so I always get so emotional holding a baby because they just <laughs> don't yet know. And so, like, nobody's born bad. So that's why I that's – what, that's what I believe. Yeah. Like, going back to the black and white, I know, like, but this has a lot to do with it. When we see people, like, living their lives, like, for example, the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Oh, my gosh. Please tell me. Okay, (laughs) if anybody else is watching that, which I'm pretty sure the whole freaking world is, because there's something so intriguing about these two, this this couple who loved each other so much, right? And they're destroying each other publicly. Yeah. On the stand, like, all the dirt is coming out, everything. And, like, there's even, like, people at my work and, like, people even saying online, like, well, if she really, well, if this really happened, and this goes with all abusive relationships, well, if this really happened, why didn't she just say no and walk away? Yeah. That's that's thinking black and white as well. Like, you don't know how much, and anybody who has ever been in an abusive relationship, you you will know that, like, there's so much psycho manipulation, like, psychological manipulation that's going on. Yeah. 
and it also stems from your childhood. If you had a chaotic childhood, a cycle of chaos, a cycle of people in and out of your life, a cycle of like, oh, I'm forced to love this person who's hating me because they're taking care of me, but they're abusing me. Like you will attract that when you get older. And like, so it's not so easy for someone to just say no and walk away. You know, like that seeing the world in such a black and white view. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm going to go back to like Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if God or Jesus saw, you know, the world in black and white, like good versus bad, like I really don't think he would have chosen the people he chose to be his disciples. Exactly. This would be such a legalistic world. Yeah. Or from the very beginning. I'm going to cut this. But I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I say, I feel like... I don't want to say just the church, but I feel like some people's views have evolved to, oh, if you're doing this, you're considered good. If you're doing this, you're considered bad, which I feel like has led us to have those checklists of, okay, well, if I do these things and I'm good, or if I do these things and I'm bad. So as long as I, I don't care about my heart, as long as I perceive and perceived as good or bad by doing these lists of things, mm-hmm. then like I'm a good Christian, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But that's because we have developed this black and white thinking in church. Like mm-hmm. this is good. This is bad. There's no in between. Well, and it's like this black and white thinking in businesses, this mm-hmm. black and white mindset in, um, in just your everyday life in your family and your friendships, like everywhere you go in each atmosphere in high school, you know, in, in school. So it's, it's been a mindset that has been, Ooh, okay. Okay. I'm just not thinking this developed as a child because the first thing we're taught as a child is this is good. This is bad. And sometimes, like, little boys are taught, hey, having emotions, crying, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah. Tough it up. Stop crying. That's good. Yeah. You know, like, we're such, that's, like, so developed at such a young age, the black and white mindset. Goodness gracious. I I feel like if we think in, like, since we've been thinking in black and white, that has caused a lot of people to put on mask or to like pretend to be something that they're not because they have this mindset that, oh my gosh, I feel like I live in this gray area, but that gray area doesn't exist according to my social world. Like Mm, it has mm -hmm. to be either black or it has to be either white. So I have to choose a side. I feel like that's where people are is they feel like they have to choose a side. I either have to choose to be on this good side or to choose to be on this bad side. You know, no, and that makes sense. I think that goes into like what you said in the beginning of the black and white. Like I either fail, mm-hmm. like I fail at everything, yeah, and or I neither right at everything. So it's that pendulum swing of like I have to be perfect. I have to meet everyone's expectations of myself. I have to, you know, and this is how I feel in yeah. my family or how I felt in my family. And like I have to never make a mistake. I have to always be the perfect pure you know innocent little alexis because that would make me feel lovable that would make me feel like i'm good that would make me feel like i'm worthy and valued yeah well i mean as a teacher i see i see the black and white like at school oh yeah like i see those kids who are considered the good kids because they check all the boxes they do everything that they're supposed to be doing then i see those kids who are quote unquote considered the bad kids because they don't do what is 
quote unquote good, good. you yeah. know what I mean? And so, but that's the thing is I feel like that is so detrimental, especially to kids. And I mean, even to adults, because if we keep putting them in this good box or this bad box, they're going to eventually just accept whichever box you're putting them into. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if Alexis has been considered, oh, she's so good. Oh, she follows all the rules. She, like, comes in chipper every day. Like, in her mindset, she's, <laughs> she's like, so yeah. bubbly. Yeah, she's like, I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is awesome. Like, that's what you want for a kid. But then think about those kids or people who have been considered bad, who have been told that they're wrong, who have been told, no, you suck, or who have been told, no, no what you're doing yeah. is terrible, who have been told what is wrong with you, who have been told all these things because they're not being understood they're not being met in that gray area that's good and so they just accept like okay i'm bad the world sees me as bad my mom sees me as bad my dad sees me as bad my teacher sees me as bad i am bad and i really think that sometimes like that's why people do outlandish things is because they've just accepted like okay that's where I'm at then because nobody could understand me in my gray area. So I'm just pushed to that bad. Side. Yeah. They've accepted what has been labeled on them because they, that's all they've heard their whole lives. And I think that's what is so, I mean, I'm learning this right now, like just in the businessy world, like let's say, okay, let's say if you had a student yeah. or if I had a client or a friend or whatever, and I was like, and I just didn't believe in them. Yeah. Like in my mind, in my heart, like I don't believe that you will succeed or I don't believe that you're going to be a good friend or I don't believe that you're going to like for your students, like I don't believe that you're going to be a good student and pass all your grades. I don't think you're really going to amount to anything mm-hmm. like without you even saying it, they're going to know by off of your actions And they're going to quickly believe that within themselves. Like, there's this, like, supernatural energy that comes out. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, they're not going to believe in in themselves. So if you just say, like, well, my thing is, like, okay, why do you not believe in them? Why do you not believe that they're capable of change or, or, or hope for them, have hope for them? Like, what is going on in you that makes you believe that? Like, for me... I think I'm being challenged right now of like, okay, if I were to have like a client, do I believe that they can change or do I believe that they need to be fixed? Because this having a client or in therapy or in counseling, nobody needs to be fixed. But is there this belief system in me like people need to be fixed or is there this belief system in me where I feel like nobody can change? They're just set in their ways. Oh, that's good. You know? Oh, that's that's, good. And that's, like, such a black and white mindset that I'm learning to still get out of. I mean, I'm not where I was in high school. Not at all. But there is some of this, like, okay, you are what you will always be. Yeah. There's no hope for you. You're not going to change. If you haven't changed now, then you're definitely not going to. (laughs) I know where that stems from. <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar. See, Krista just knows me so well that she knows why I have these belief systems. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, I can look at most people and, I, like, with you, yeah. you are evidence in my life that people can change. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, you're God's gift of saying to me, like, 
Alexis, people can change. People can grow. There is hope in relationships or in friendships. There have been people in my life that God has showed me, like, oh, there is hope. People can be like this, you know? But then there are, in my little girl mind, it's like, but there's more people that don't change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, your belief systems come mainly off of your experiences. So in your experience, you're like, no, people don't change. But it's not that people can't change, it's that people choose not to change. Right, right. It's always a choice. It's a choice, and we always freaking say it, but it is a choice. It's either, and I I mean, they even, like, this has mentioned in the Bible, like, their hearts are so hardened, or they are so hardened by something, their experiences, experiences that they don't want to look at, or they choose not to, and it's hard to become aware and actually realize that that the things that are inside of you, right? Like, we say it all the time, like, it took us to get to our darkest moments in our lives in order to finally reflect. You know what I mean? Because when we're happy, like, it's so easy to just, like, push it to the side and be like, oh, yeah, no, like, nothing bothers me. But then whenever you're in your deepest moments and you have nothing else to do but look inward because you're like, shit, nothing else is working. Like, I'm sitting here with this, nothing else is working. Like, that's whenever you finally... Or when we, from our experiences, finally were able to realize all these things about ourselves. Um, But that's why I think that having, like, a black and white mindset is just so detrimental to the world. Like, throw it out the window already. It's not helping you. And it's not true. Yeah, it's not helping your relationships. It's not helping your heart. Like... It's just a lie that the devil honestly wants you to believe. Yeah. Like culturally. Yeah. You think about cultures and the cultures that we live in now, it is a black and white mindset. Yeah. And I think being able to learn about a gray area is probably like by having conversations or like listening to people who don't have the same mindset as you, who don't have the same beliefs as you, who don't have the same like ideas as you, like listening to other people's perspectives and trying to have like an understanding of why they are the way that they are. That's where I feel like we have developed that gray area is like, oh my goodness. Okay. Just because your experience is different, like the way that you've been conditioned or grown up is different. Doesn't mean that you're wrong. Doesn't mean that I'm wrong. Right. It just means that it's different. Like, so there is that gray area. Like it doesn't make me bad or you bad or you good Mm -hmm. or me good. It's just, it is what it is. Did you know that two people can both be right? I know that's crazy. Yeah. But like really let it set in. Two people can be right at the same time, even if their experience or their story or their perspective is different. I was reading a book. And I already showed you this, Krista. Yeah. But this book blew my freaking mind. And it had a portrait. I wish I could show y'all, but this is a podcast and you're all listening to it. (laughs) So, like, really picture this with me. So, there is a portrait of a young woman. But, so I saw the young woman first. But other people, like, in this book, like, the author was describing it to me. He was like, I see an old lady in this same portrait. I'm like, how the, f- how the fuck do you see an old lady? This is a young woman, like in her mid twenties. I don't know what you're talking about. And as I'm reading, he's trying to convince me still, and I'm like, 
this is a young woman. Yeah. This guy is trying to, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, really instill some wrong things in me. You know, like all this like things. And then I like started looking at it again, the portrait and the choker. Like, the young woman that I thought was a choker on her neck was actually the old lady's mouth. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it, I saw the old lady in the portrait. It wasn't a young woman anymore. So it was one of those. It was the same lines in the in the picture. Yeah. Like, the same types of lines, same ki- types of shading. Yeah. The person drew. And, like, there are people that saw different things in this portrait, and they're both right. Yeah. There is an a young woman that you see, but then you can also see an old lady. Yeah. So like both of us can be right. And, and I do want to say that I learned this last year, like what could be right for you? Like what could be right for Krista Mm -hmm. is wrong for me. Yeah. But I fully support and I know that it's right for Krista. Yeah. I mean, it's all about perspective. It exactly. really is. And what could be right for me could honestly be wrong for Krista because yeah. it doesn't connect to her personality. It doesn't connect to her heart. It doesn't sharpen her. You know, like what sharpens me and could be right for me wouldn't be sharpening or right for Krista. Yeah, because everybody's unique. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Like we are literally born to be unique we all offer different things so we need different things and I feel like oh my gosh that's so funny is I feel like because you guys know that a couple episodes two episodes ago we talked about like our friendship I feel like developing that gray area really is what helped our friendship too it's realizing yeah hey like there's no right or wrong person in this situation we're both right because we both what we both feel and think are valid yes they're not wrong it's just how can we figure out that gray area and fi- and and have that empathy and compassion and understanding for each other. Exactly, and that's where compassion comes in. That's where understanding. Don't look at a person's story from your own perspective, from your own experiences. It's not going to work because it's not your story, guys. It's not yours. It's theirs. So what you have to offer is like, how can I love them well? How can I understand this part of their heart? Yeah. And what led them to this? How can I bring compassion in? Because that's exactly what Jesus did while he was stepping his feet on this earth. You know, it's so funny as I was about to say, like, I've always loved that saying, like, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, like, you've always been so good at that. I've always wanted to know, like, why are you doing the way you're, or why, why are you thinking the way that you're thinking or what are, why are you doing the things that you're doing? So I feel like obviously as somebody who's not that person, I can't understand that if I don't, you know, relate to that in a way. So I would be like, okay, what would it be like to be them in that moment? You know what I mean? And so um, it's funny because I was about to say, like, you know, putting yourself in somebody else's else's shoes. And if you think about Jesus, he literally put himself yeah. in our shoes. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like he literally did that. He literally showed us, hey, I'm going to come down here and yeah. understand what it's like to be a human and literally experience it for myself. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be like him, right? So mm-hmm. we should be doing that for other people. Like if you think that it's wrong, why don't you step back and be like, well, why are you doing the way, why are you doing that? Or why are you thinking that? Yeah. And if you don't know. Or switch, the, switch the question too. Yeah. Why am I judging them? Yeah. Why do I think this is it wrong? Can, mm-hmm. It can be an Why do thing. I not like this about yeah. them? 
And that's what, it, that's a, what I'm not going to say mainly, but that's what a lot of people do is there's something deep rooted within them. Yeah. That bugs them. That bugs them. So they lash out. Like, <laughs> I don't know why this came into my mind. Like we watch a lot of like first 48 or just like, you know, crazy stories like we, yeah. we talked about. Mm-hmm. And there was one killing where this guy like saw a gay couple kissing and he literally raged and killed them. Oh my god, that's so and sad. And it turns out that he was gay and he <gasps> had to oh repress it and pretend like he wasn't because of the surroundings that he was in, like he wouldn't have been accepted, all this stuff. So he repressed it for so long that and it, it turned manifested into, into all of that into wow. anger. Mm-hmm. And whenever he saw that, he just snapped. Like and I was like, that just is like mind blowing to me that yeah. people can just manifest and hold stuff in for so long that they literally just snap. Yeah. And that's so true. Like when things like when you keep burying things, like it's not dying. Yeah. <laughs> you're just suppressing it and you're making it bigger. And one day it's going to like erupt like a volcano. Exactly. exactly. And so, but that's. That, like, reminded me of something is, like, all the people that are irritating you, either at church, at school, at um, your job, newsflash, it's not them, it's you. Yeah. Like, if you're getting so annoyed with people, if you're getting so irritated to pe- with people that you're getting so defensive and it's, like, you feel really attacked or it's, like, really bothering you that much, like, it's you. Yeah. There's something going on inside of you and I say that in like the most compassionate way even though it doesn't sound like it (laughs) (laughs) because when when someone told me and they said they were being compassionate I'm like "Mm, no you're being rude you're calling me out (laughs) yeah (laughs) but like no I was called out by that because when I was at my job like there was a lot of people that were irritating me I was like, why do I feel so irritated? Because I'm usually not irritated and I don't get this annoyed. But there's, it was because something was going on inside of me and I had to get connected to myself. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking about? Like, ever since, like, you've really, like, detached just from that black and white thinking, mm-hmm. you can take, like, criticism better. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like, true, yeah. there's there's things where you're like, okay, because I don't like, I'm not hard set in my ways. Like, no, I am right. Mm -hmm. Like you're open, you're more open to criticism. To other people's views. Yeah. And I feel like we, especially on this podcast, like Mm -hmm. we're, we're like, Hey, you fucking tell us we're wrong. You know what I mean? Like we are open. We, cause we're not the end all be all for one. And we know that. And also if you disagree with us, we're still going to believe in what we believe because yeah. we've what we've experienced with God mm-hmm. in our encounters and in our healing journey. Yeah. It's the most connected we've felt ever. Yeah. But don't get me wrong like if somebody does disagree I'm we're never going to just shut them away and be like no right. you're wrong. Yeah. Like there's been times where we're like, oh, we completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah, we completely understand that view because we used to believe that yeah, too. Yeah, we get it. I'm putting myself in your shoes. Alexis is putting yourself, herself in your shoes. Yeah. We get it. We understand it. We validate it. We've been there before. We just don't agree with we it anymore. We just don't agree with it. And that's okay. We don't have to agree. Yeah. Um, but, okay, going back to the black and white thing, yeah. whenever you're talking about that picture, you know what came into yes, my mind? Yes, yes, yes. 
And it kind of like resurfaced again, you know, like on social media, that freaking dress. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. In or, the sandals. Yes. Where everybody was like, no, it's either blue and black or it's like white and, and I saw gold. blue and black, which I don't know how that picture did that though. Yeah. I still don't understand that. I, I saw blue and black too. Okay. And so, but I remember like looking at it and. And, like, I'm with somebody else, and they're like, no, it's gold and white, or whatever other color it was. Right, right. And I was like, you cannot convince me that this is gold and white, because it's black and blue, you know what I mean? Like, but that's the thing, is it's crazy that definitively we're like, no, I know that this is black and blue. Or that person was like, no, you cannot tell me that is white and gold. Yeah. Neither one of us are wrong. Yeah, it's just Because you you saw saw the white and gold. I saw the black and blue. Yeah. Like, we're both correct. It's just, it's different. Mm -hmm. That's that gray area that we're talking about. Okay. To bring up something, because this just came to mind as you're saying it. Okay. Because a little experience just came into my mind. (laughs) So some people say there's three truths. There's your truth, and then there's their truth, and then there's God's truth. Oh, Lord. Okay. So... (laughs) (laughs) someone has said that and what do you think of that because I want you to go first that's hard for me because how do you know what like I don't know that's hard okay I have I have my answer I was gonna say I don't really I have my answer you go you go so (laughs) okay (laughs) not to bring up old wounds but um (laughs) so when I was in this experience with another person okay when I was in my past relationship right we all know about this I've spoken about it before right so when I was going through that you know pain (laughs) and I was having my encounters with God and um there were some encounter actually a lot there was a lot um I just never said I only said a few of them but there were some encounters that I had that I would always ask, like, God, what's the truth? I just want to know your truth because what if my truth isn't, like, what's your truth, you know? Do you remember this? Yep. And so I've always felt, and you can't tell me that I'm wrong because this was, like, a true encounter. I've, like, I literally saw him just sitting with me, God, not the other person, God, (laughs) (laughs) sitting with me and just hugging me and holding me and grieving with me like he was upset as I was at this person he was as sad and grieving with me the same way like how I was grieving about this person he was grieving with me as well about him too because this was his son right yeah he couldn't you know like you just look at your son it's just like any father would look at a son but he still loved him yeah he was like but I still believe in him mm-hmm. but he's also said but he was wrong yeah and all the things that he did right and everything that he did how you know just yeah we don't have to get into it just go listen to it right <laughs> but um he everything that I felt everything that I was feeling and thinking like I was right God validated him he was like hey what you're feeling Ooh. and what you're saying is it's it's true yeah like you're right it also comes from this. This is his truth. This is why he does what he does. Right? So I got both of those perspectives. And then God gave me the overall. It was like 
it was like both of our truths were right and it was like mixed in with God's truth of like, yeah, this is why it is the way it is. This is why you're like this. This is why he's like this. And this is why it happened. Like he, he just like put all the pieces of the truth together mm-hmm. and he made it into, I don't want to give too much away because honestly, it's just sacred for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, do you know what I'm saying? Am I like, yes, like, you're basically saying that God lives in the gray area. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Like, because literally whenever you, you're, you're talking, I literally just thought about, you know, let's say black is on the left-hand side, white is on the right-hand side, and then gray is a mixture of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Ooh, that's good. It, black and white is a mixture. Oh, and it turns into gray. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's people say that. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so true. Yeah. I mean, literally, it's, it's saying, okay, well, I'm taking this person's perspective that, let's say it's the color black, and I'm taking this person's perspective, and let's say it's white, and I'm combining them together, and it's that gray area. It's just understanding, okay, I understand this uh, this person who's in the white color, and I understand this person who's in the black color. And why does black or white have to be either good or bad? Yeah. Like, black isn't good, and black isn't bad. Yeah. White isn't good and white isn't bad. It's just two people's lives that lived differently, that has different experiences, different perspectives, different belief systems, different wounds, different pains, and coming together and just figuring out this life. Yeah, just figuring it out. And that comes with a bunch of grace. A bunch (laughs) of grace, like overloading Mm -hmm. on the grace... And I really wish that, like, we could just do away with black and white. Like, it's just gray all day. It's just gray all day. (laughs) It's just gray all day. It's just having that understanding and realizing, like, I'm not – either I'm not always right, but I'm also not – Always wrong. Always wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just – it is what it is. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what's so amazing, too, is, like, the creator – of all the heavens in, in the earth, still sees that and brings so much compassion and love in and understanding. Yeah. Like, the person who understands you the most is God. And this is coming from someone who feels misunderstood all the freaking time. Like, it has been right. a struggle in every relationship, every friendship, every job, everything. That I put myself in. Like, I always have felt I'm, I'm misunderstood. Nobody understands. Nobody gets me. And that's more of, like, something else from me. But, like, maybe what if they do? It's just I feel like they don't. Yeah. But the one who I have always felt that it's, like, one of my favorite worship songs, You Don't Miss a Thing. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the Lord, my Lord, the King of, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Like, he's the only one who truly understands me. Yeah. And so that is Jesus. Because he understands because he's lived it. He's lived the human experience. The betrayal. The pain. You know, the violation to his body, to his heart. Like, he's lived it. He knows. He knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, and he's, like, connected to your heart. Like, I mean, I think about, like, when I was not connected to my heart, like, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. But then finally when I'm connected, I was able to see and understand. Like, but God has seen and he has understand this whole time. Like, even when we haven't. And I think that's like one of the most beautiful things is like 
I mean, us as humans, we just want to be known. We want to be seen. We want to be connected. We want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus gives you, like, right off the bat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Even in the midst of you not understanding anything or other people not understanding you, like, you're still loved exactly how you are, no matter whether you have been completely on that, you know, right side or completely on that wrong side, like, He's seen you in that middle, in that gray area the yeah. whole time. Like he just understands. Mm-hmm. And it's an understanding that surpasses all perspectives. Yeah. I really do think that if everybody thought in the gray area that life would be so much better. Yeah. It would just be more compassionate and more peaceful. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. But like instead. But I, what do we know? I know. <laughs> like something that I love is like instead i mean we we talk about like other people not having power over you but like if something happens instead of like getting very angry about it or getting very sad about whatever it may be i don't know what the experience is is being able to step back and and know that okay well it's because it, it because okay st- when i say step back i mean like living in that gray area because right. i'm having that compassion and trying to understand okay well They're doing that because of something that they're dealing with. It does not have to do with me. And that is us living in the gray area. That is having that compassion, that understanding for other people. Because on the other side of that, if I was living in that black and white, you know, and somebody did say something or do something to me, like, I would think that as wrong or I would think that as good or bad, you know, whatever, like the two extremes, Yes, and I understand that that is a practice. You know, it's a lot easier said than done. Mm-hmm. And me and Krista really had to work on that. <laughs> a lot. And so, I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. I still get irritated at work, okay? I still get irritated throughout the day. But it's been a practice of like, okay, I'm not going to let them affect affect me so much to where like it takes away some value or an identity you know that's just a practice or it takes away my beliefs or what I believe in yeah because there's some people that really try to really try to argue with me and I get where they're coming from but just some of the views that people have sometimes are kind of like legalistic yeah so you're like "Mm -hmm." nah yeah, it's that black and white mindset. Yeah, basically, that I don't agree with, and I don't agree with that mindset. So, exactly, and and it's not. I don't really think that because we're not perfect. I really don't think that we're ever gonna get to a spot where we're always living in that gray area, because there are gonna be some times where it just triggers you, or there's gonna be some old things yeah. that came up, and you know you have those heightened emotions, or you think, no, I'm right. You're wrong. You know, the whole stubbornness that I deal Mm -hmm. with, um, that is going to come up, but it is like (laughs) at least being able to acknowledge that and then realizing like, okay, yes, in that moment, I could have done that better. I could have lived in that gray area and had a little better understanding of the situation or understanding of the other person or it's understanding of a situation, whatever it may have been. And so as long as you keep going back and realizing that, accepting that, acknowledging that, and then just trying to be aware and, and getting better for the next time, I feel like, I mean, that's literally what it's going to be like in every single aspect of your life, no matter what you're doing. As long as you keep on trying, it will be so much better. Exactly. And then maybe like going back to that person or situation of like, okay, where could I have understood better? Where could I have bring compassion more in? You know, because... Yeah, I was wrong to judge. Yeah. 
because I don't understand because I didn't live that life that she did or that he did. Yeah, I was wrong to put so much like say these many hurtful hurtful words when I didn't really know. Yeah. I acted like I knew, but exactly. I didn't. I think about like I think about like how many times like in your life alone have you ever had like, you know, something um you know, somebody either acted, like, really ugly towards you or you're like, oh, that person's a bitch or whatever, or that guy's a dick, like, whatever. How many times have you thought that? And then later on, you heard their story and then you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I had no clue. Like, Yeah, like, oh, that makes so much like sense. Like, you finally have empathy for them. It's like that was you getting into that gray area and realizing, oh, okay, like, there was a reason for what why they did what they did. Like, their reasoning for them acting that way or them saying those things was valid in that moment for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it is having that understanding. Like when you were talking, I was like, literally I've done that so many times where I've like either judged someone or thought they were wrong. And then as soon as they were able to give me some perspective for them, then I was able to understand and have that compassion and live in that gray area. Yeah, exactly. So that maybe that just make that a daily practice for yourself or maybe just start thinking like, oh, where have I, what are areas in my life where I view it as a black and white mindset? You yeah. know, that's just things that you could ask yourself. And like trying to do away, like I think something that really helped me was realizing that I'm not always right. Mm-hmm. Realizing mm-hmm. that my mindset, my beliefs, my thoughts may not always be right and that's okay. Like I feel like we almost, like, get off on being right. Yeah. But it's, like, realizing that, no, there are different views, there are different perspectives, and I'm not always right. Like, getting rid of that thought. Yeah. And maybe asking yourself, why do I feel like I have to always be right? Yeah. Yeah. What happens, what do I think about me whenever I'm wrong? Oh, yeah. Like, is it shameful? Do you think shame? Like, do you have to feel right? Do you have to be right so that you could be loved or so that you could be valued or smart or seen? Sometimes it's a pride thing. Yeah. For sure. So ask yourself, why do I need to be right in my life? Like, why do I have to be right? Yeah. Be open. What are belief systems around that? So, yeah, just ask yourself those hard questions. We need sharpening. We need – sometimes being wrong is sharpening. Yeah. Well, I mean, so many people, they they learn from their mistakes. They learn from the things that they do wrong more than they learn from the things that they do right. right. Hi, I'm Alexis. That's me. (laughs) I mean, I think that's everybody's life, though. Like, you learn from those mistakes. So – Exactly. Embrace them. Amen. Amen, sonnies. All right. We love you guys. Another great week. Can I talk? Another great week. And I hope you have a good day, a good drive, a good night, a good morning. And we love you so much. Yes, we do. Be kind to yourself and do something nice for yourself today. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.